You're listening to Intentionally Catholic, a podcast about living our Catholic faith with joy and intention. Welcome to Intentionally Catholic. I'm Dan Hansen, and I'm here with Father Ron Hutchinson. Hello, everyone. Now, Father Ron, in a recent homily, and let me tell you how much attention I pay. I mean, I see you open your mouth, and I'm just hanging on every single word. Hopefully you understand there's a lot of sarcasm there. No, but in a recent homily, you said something that really piqued my interest. You mentioned that one of the biggest threats to families nowadays is that they don't spend enough time together. And I'm really interested in that because I've heard of a lot of other threats to the family out there. But not spending enough time together really is something I'd not heard of before as something that was you know presented as a threat. I did a little digging into it. And I found an interesting stat, you know, and I think you can find stats to say almost anything these Mm -hmm. days. But I found one that says what I wanted it to say, or at least that will get us talking. A 2018 survey found that American families spend just 37 total minutes together every day. And that's not even necessarily quality time. That's just 37 minutes together. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. you talk about us not spending time together as a family as a big threat. I guess I'm really just interested in hearing you explore that a little bit. And it's interesting. I, you actually added the word that I would probably add as well. Um, it isn't just about spending time. It's about spending quality time. Okay. And I'll explain what I mean by quality, you know, in a bit here. But yeah, um, if you think about the way families are today, um, everybody, it seems to be that uh, mom and dad are basically the Uber drivers. Um, who aren't being paid, um, but they're taxi service. We would call it taxis, but obviously we use Uber now, so it's Uber drivers. <laughs> but they're taking their kids from one place to another. It's usually just this uh, sense of like, I got to get you here. I got to get you there. Mom and mom and dad are on the phone with somebody else. You know, they're just no, nobody's paying attention to each other. And on top of it, often the kids are on their own devices, got their own headphones on or their own earbuds in and all that kind of thing. And so everybody's just kind of in their own zone. And though they may be in that room together, um, the reality is families aren't together very much. And you just said it, 37 minutes, you know, is kind of like. That's kind of crazy. That was 2018, by the way, which is like, it seems like light years away when you think about it. I mean, we're now in 2024. That's a lot of years. That's six years. A lot can change in six years. And in some ways, we've become more absorbed in technology over those years. So families can be in the same house, even the same room, by the way, and not be interacting at all. The Mm -hmm. art of paying attention to one another Convert the art of conversation, the art of listening, all of those things don't, for the most part, exist anymore. Um, families having dinner together, oh my gosh. I mean, that's, for many families, is totally unheard of. Um, I can't tell you how many people I talk to that say they rarely sit down to a meal together as a family. People people outside of your parishes or people oh, no, your even within the parish. Both. Even within the okay. parish, okay. yeah. Uh, well, you know, because they're always running around, um, you know, I, it's amazing to me, even how many parents will say, I don't know the last time we had a home cooked meal, you know, it's crazy when you think about it, but mm-hmm. we're all living in this, like grab food here, grab food there, you know, we're like here, eat in the car. Cause we gotta go, we gotta be someplace and you know, all that kind of stuff. And so the idea of having a a meal where not just that you eat together because we can all be in the same room eating and not 
you know, having quality time together too, by the way, but it's the, the conversation, you know, it's talking about our day. It's talking about subjects. It's talking about things, you know, um, hopefully it's not talking about other people like gossiping, but it's, you know, it's, (laughs) it's talking about life. And, and that's why I often say without that, that not only is that the greatest threat to families, but it's the greatest threat to faith in many respects, passing on okay. faith. All right. So that part I can see. I, I just want to go back to the the biggest threat to families. I see the problem. Why do you see that as such a big threat? The fact that we're not doing that. What's not happening there besides just we're not talking? Number one, we're not connecting. We're not, you know, how many kids today say, you know, as adults, you know, you know, I had no relationship with my parents. You know, I, yeah, we existed in the same home, but they don't even know who I am. You know, um, we never. Is that ha- something you hear? Oh yeah, yeah, from okay, young adults. You hear that? Yeah, I hear from young adults. You know, like, you know, my my relationship with my parents was just the fact that we lived in the same house, and yeah, they were my parents. And you know, now there are other families that's not the case, but I guarantee you, those other families were having conversations. They were they were having quality time together that was interactive where the parents could then express to their child love and concern and, you know, comfort and all those things. You know, it's amazing to me how many parents will say, you know, I don't even know what's going on in my kid's head. Well, if you don't know what's going on in your kid's head, it's because you're not talking. You haven't built up the ability to have conversation. Now, every teen is going to keep a certain amount of stuff to themselves. It's going to be hard to get it out of them. But... It's amazing for families who've kept that working since the time the kid was little about talking about things and always having Mm -hmm. that time. They don't have any problem with their teenagers then or young adults telling them stuff. And that doesn't mean they're always going to hear from you what you want to what they want to hear. Right. But they they've got to know that it comes from a place of love. I'm not telling you this because I don't like you or I don't love you. I'm telling you this because I love you. And, and I, I'm concerned for you and I know that this world is not easy to live in and all this stuff, you know? So yeah, um, I, it's a threat from the standpoint that it's families are already very, um, how do I want to put it? They're already, I don't know if I were disparate, I guess, because now kids move out of the house and they don't just move down the street they they move to another city. They move to when I say another city, I'm talking like, you know, big city or another sure. state or, you know, I mean, my own family was a classic example because I went off to college after I went off to college. I hardly came home other than for a major vacation, you know, Christmas once a year. And I'm talking I'm you know, I was in graduate school and then went off to the seminary. Well, I couldn't come home every single, you know, holiday that we got mm-hmm. or, you know, that would involve flying. It involved long distance driving, you know, all that kind of stuff. So um, we talked on the phone every week, but I will say to you where the, the division happened was even between my own siblings, because then they started living their lives and I'm living my life and we're just not connecting anymore, you know? So do you see this as a problem that's gone back, you know, how far? It's not just a new thing that now we've got iPhones. So no, it's not a new thing. I think I think it's definitely technology has not helped us. You know, strangely, when it could, 
yes, technology is supposed to help us, but it's supposed to make us, you know, smarter and use our day better and all those kinds of things. But in essence, I think it's just taught us to waste more time and um, helps us. You know, I can watch Prime Video everywhere. Yeah, I'm watching it right now while we're recording during <laughs> the boring <you>. part. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and if it isn't that, it's you know, it's all social media and and. Uh, you know, instant messaging and, you know, it's just everything. But that doesn't always mean good things are happening or even anything of quality is happening. It's just happening, you know. So I think that technology is part of it. I think the fa the fact that now, I mean, just this how mobile we are, even within a day of going places. I mean, I, I'm amazed sometimes when parents talk to me about how many times they go back and forth to school or back and forth to here and there to take their kids to this and that and every other thing that, you know, it, that's got to happen. And so, yeah, it's kind of crazy. It, it, it's just constant. Yeah, and the world we live in, it makes you feel like if you're not doing that for your kids, you're not giving them the opportunities they need. You're not presenting them with the, the path to success in the future. We did the same thing for my two boys in baseball, you know, started as little mm -hmm. league, you know, a couple of games a week. It was really fun. It was a family thing. Well, then eventually it became, they had to travel further. The girls didn't want to go. And we spent, you know, almost a summer. That's where it was finally just said, this has got to stop because we spent almost a summer. One, one of us with one kid, one of us with another, and then three kids at home. You know, that's not, not the way to make a family work. No. And I think the, the, the reality is there, I'm not saying the activities uh, are bad. Nope. They're not bad. Okay. But the minute the activities take over the whole family's life in a sense, or they get in the way of family life, um, they're, they lose a certain ability to help the family as a unit. Okay. So, how many of those things are you going to choose for your child to be involved in in any given period of time? I mean, I knew families that when I was younger, we well, my my parents did it. We were allowed one thing a semester. Now, that was hard at times. I'm not going to say that there weren't times that that got broken, you know. Um, but I'm talking about one extra thing that you had to be driven to, you know, mm -hmm. it wasn't something in school. Like I could be in band and yeah, then there was some concert you know, at right. X night, but I'm talking like, you know, I couldn't, there was no way I was going to be able to be in marching band, which involved nights and weekends, et cetera, and something else during the semester, because that was just going to be too much. You know, my, my parents were going to be on the road all the time because until, and I know that my parents loved it once I was able to drive. And I started becoming the Uber driver for, you know, my sister right. and, you know, yeah. Um, did I like Cartner around? No, I didn't, but that was what you had to do to have the car number one. Sure. Um, but <laughs> you know, but I, I just get concerned and I'm not saying that, you know, just get rid of everything. That's not, that's not the answer here. So you're not just but, grumping about that. I'm not just grumping, but I'm, but I am concerned that then on, if every day of the week is that way, Every day of the week, how are you going to ever have conversation with your kids? You're never going to be sitting down. Right. And and sometimes you can, you know, we did in the car, but I'm not with the whole family. I'm with one kid. Exactly. I'm not saying that maybe you couldn't have good time with that one child. Okay. But how many other of the children thought that they didn't get any of your time? Right. 
If they didn't have an activity, you were driving them to. And that was really eye-opening when I started to think that through from the girl's perspective. But what, what, what hits me even harder is the fact that when you know we would get done with whatever shuttling everybody around for that day or that week, when we do hit home and now we're all there, let me tell you, the last thing I felt like doing was having family time. You know, I'm going to crash mm-hmm. and zone out on my phone or zone out watching a movie or and now even the time that we do have together is so burnt out, you know, burnt up because I'm so burnt out from the whole week of busy. Yeah, I mean it is it is hard and I'm not saying it's easy, but on the other hand, um that is your vocation. Yeah. Okay. Just like there are days in my vocation that, yeah, I don't want to go to the hospital. I'm tired. You know, I don't want that emergency call. I don't, you know, you name it. You name the thing that I don't want to do at that moment because I'm I'm just like, I would love to just zone. I'm no different than anybody else. But I have to make a sacrifice and say yes to whatever it is. I think that the problem is here. We, we aren't equating that this is my vocation and there are sacrifices I have to make for the other. No, I like that. So, which is why quite honestly, you know, I think that, yeah, many marriages are struggling because when I'm home, I'm zoned and I don't want to deal with you. And I don't want anything. you like, I'm just, I want to just fry. I'm fried and I just want to stay mm-hmm. fried. You know, um, so it's the spouse, it's the kids, you know, it, you know, it's just, we can make all sorts of excuses, but it's funny if there's something we want to do, we find a way we're going to have the energy suddenly again to do that thing. Yeah. I think it comes back to, like you said, considering, remembering, uh, keeping in the front of our mind that this is our vocation. You know, this is what we're called to do. This is the spot we're in and, and God's asking us to do, to do the best we can with it. And that means making the sacrifices. And that doesn't mean we're going to be perfect at it. Yeah. Some of us might be perfection. Father Ron. Some of us. Okay. Some of us. Maybe somebody are. Some of you are. Um, uh, but in reality, yeah, there are going to be days that don't go well. But when it becomes day after day after day after day of the very same thing, you know, that's, that's my concern, you know, for the family today. Well, and I think demonstrating to the kids, you know, that you're there. And even, you know, even though you're not nailing it all the time, just the fact that you're demonstrating the fact that I'm here, Mm -hmm. I'm trying, you know, means when things come up, the conversations can happen. You're demonstrating that you're building that, that relationship moving Mm -hmm. ahead. So looking at it, you know, practically speaking, I I think again, you could, the, the problem's pretty easy to identify. I think everybody's sitting at home agreeing with the problem. (laughs) Yeah. I think we all know we're really busy. I don't know. You know, I, I I can't always see a really clear cut way to cut some of the busy right now because some of it seems valuable, but I get what you're saying. I completely get that. I do understand the time on the phone. That one seems easy to cut. I think we have to, we do have to begin to make some choices. Okay. Now, does that mean it's going to be every day that you're making that choice? No, I'm not, I'm I'm not crazy enough to believe that dinner hour at 6 p.m. is going to happen every night, you know, that kind of thing. But I would just like to see families make the effort to say there's going to be two days a week where we have like a family meal together. Where we sit and and we have conversation, not just that we eat together, that we we have conversation, you know, around life, you know, Um, granted, 
how are you going to ever know what your kids are really thinking if you don't ask them what they're thinking? You know, um, and that's not going to happen quickly. You're going to have to build a certain rapport with them. And all. it's yeah, it's hard work. Right. It will pay out in the end. It will. But like anything that's going to pay out, it's going to take effort. It's going to take a certain amount of of stick to uh, that goes with it. So but, you know, I just think that um, I think we've got to even if it's families and cars together a parent with two other kids. I think we've got to get out of the, off of this idea that, um, you know, we're just going to stick in our earbuds and we're, I'm in my own zone. You know, like I, I, as the parent, I'm listening to the radio station I want to listen to. And the kids are each listening to what they want to listen to. I think it's got to be like, Hey, you know what? We're shutting all this off and, um, and we're going to, we're going to talk We're I mean, and you know, I just think it's interesting. The only time I often see that is when parents are videoing their kids about conversations they've had in the car because they want to be able to put it on YouTube. No, I get that. I get that. I, you want to create some interesting, weird, awkward situations. And who doesn't? Who doesn't want to create that in their family? Drive around with the car in the car with the radio off. Everybody gets if, – if I never have the radio on. It drives me nuts. So I just sit there in silence, and I'm used to that. But everybody who rides with me, they get fidgety after about, you know, a couple minutes and they're reaching, trying to get things going. Oh, what do you mean minutes, seconds? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to be nice. And yeah, I can handle it. It doesn't bother me, but it does make everybody else a little bit edgy. But we've had a lot of fun conversations that way. And I think another thing is when you're talking about having conversations at the table and all of that, I don't know how everybody interprets that. I think sometimes the interpretation can be that, Okay, you know, what do you think about, you know, Aquinas is, we're not talking about that. It can be silly just having interaction. Yeah, it can just be silly stuff. You know, I mean, maybe it's good to have like a couple topics, you know, that you've planned on for the day. Like, you know, hey, kids, you never believe what I, you know, heard on the news today, you know, that which could mm -hmm. be fun. It could be a fun thing. But it also can just be like, you know, um, how was your day? What actually went on? You know, um, who drove you nuts today? How many YouTube videos did you get in today? Did you get all 12 that you were hoping? Yeah. I, yeah. You know, what teacher, what teacher did you most not like today? And let's talk about why. One of the things that we, we will do that's always funny is, you know, I, somebody will have a dream, you know, a ridiculous dream from the night before. Mm -hmm. That always gets things moving really fast. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it does. Yeah, yeah, my my young my middle daughter had a dream just the other night that we had named her. Her official name was Taco Bell. Oh, Taco Bell Maria Hansen. So now for the last week, that's the only thing she's been called in the house. You've been calling her Taco Bell. Yeah, but it's been a lot of fun. You get insight into whatever's going on in her head, which we can't figure out. Obviously, she was very hungry for Taco Bell. She doesn't even like it, but it's fun. It, so yeah, it doesn't need to be deep thoughts. No, it can just be no, a lot of fun. It can just be fun, and that—that's what I'm trying to say to people: is you know, the vast majority of connecting with your kids and your family is the connections are more when we're laughing together than when we're, you know, having serious conversation. It, we, those are the memories we, we hold on to, you mm -hmm. know? Um, yeah. so I just think that, you know, it's recognizing that creating memories isn't just only at Disney or on family vacation or when you spend a lot of money 
memories can be made in the silliest of moments that will be the thing the kid remembers the most. Right. And I think the big thing to take away, a couple big things that hopefully people will think about once once we leave this, is you didn't talk about this as, boy, one of the best things you can do for your family, a good thing to do for your family is to talk. You talked about the fact that the, you see this as a big threat to the family, the fact that we're not doing this stuff. When there's a threat to whatever, if there's a threat to, if, if the power goes out and there's a threat to me losing the food that's all stored up in the fridge, if I'm not going to get the power back in time, I take action to save that food. You know, that threat needs to be dealt with. You're seeing this as a threat. This is something we should take action to deal with and to try to head off. It's not just a good thing yeah. to do. It's something we it's should not, be this doing. This isn't about just a good thing because I, I think that we can see the results of it because people don't know how to connect anymore. And then they're feeling unconnected and they're feeling isolated and all of the things that bring about really awful things to our, our world and to ourselves. Okay. And so, um, I'd love to tell you that mental health in the United States is really good, Mm -hmm. but it's not. Okay. It's not, that's stunning to me. We're in a mental health crisis right now. And that mental health crisis has a lot to do with how connected or unconnected people feel. So it's a threat. Take action. What about last thing? Maybe I'm a grandparent. Um, maybe I'm a, a parent of old teens, you know, teens who are pushing their 20s. We haven't done this. Is it just too late for me? I know it's obviously not too late. I don't think that anything is ever too late, okay? I think it's just, you know, it's about putting the effort in, putting the effort in and, and doing it. It's not, I'm not saying that it's always going to be easy, but it's never too late. Time to start is now. Yeah. Never too late to say I love you. And to show that concern or show you love them by wanting to spend time with them. Exactly. So get moving on that. What we'd love as we wrap this up is if you've got certain things that you've done with your family that you feel like, boy, this has really helped us that you think might help other people. If you want to share any of that, we'd love to see that in the comments. For Intentionally Catholic, I'm Dan Hansen. I'm Father Ron Hutchinson. God bless. Thanks for listening to Intentionally Catholic. If you like what you heard, please consider sharing our show with a friend. If you have comments, questions, or topics you'd like to hear discussed, please email those to comments at icatholic.show. And be sure to tune in next time for another episode.